TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 468. This is party time at 100 Not Out and I couldn't do it without not only Australia's and the world's most incredible wellness expert, he is the immortal, the unstoppable, the unbreakable Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, my brother from another mother. Hello, Piercey. Congratulations, mate. What an incredible achievement this is. No poppers, no balloons, but just... No balloons. I I dropped the ball there. That's the first time I've dropped the ball. Normally, I do something, don't I? But uh, I had a, I had a busy uh, lead up into today's podcast, so I didn't get a chance. I didn't make the chance to go and get these balloons and congratulations and all that sort of stuff. But um, well, we well, we. I'm looking for some party. I'm going into the kitchen to yes. look for some party poppers because if anyone should have party poppers, it should be a, a house of four kids. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just for the sake of this because we're on Facebook. I'm allowed to do this. No one's going to mind. I'm going to pop a big party popper for our ninth birthday because if we don't celebrate it today, um, it's going to be an anticlimax doing it next week. So here's those annoying party poppers that go everywhere. Damo, and for all of our listeners, this one's for you folks. Happy birthday! Just popped a popper in my office. Did it pop? Yeah. You didn't hear the pop? No. Oh, mate, I've just gone deaf and you're saying you didn't hear the pop. There's clearly something going on here. <laughs> Maybe it freaked out. Maybe the microphone freaked out. <laughs> let's, just, let's just take it that you did pop the popper and for anybody else's microphone, it didn't. Or head, headphones or speakers, it didn't freak out. You heard the pop. That's it. So, uh, yeah, Peter Lennon goes, that will make for excellent listening. Uh, brilliant viewing too. Helen said no pop. That's funny. Everyone thinks there's no pop. Oh my gosh! Oh. I want to do this again. Seriously, here are the poppers, right? I've got like poppers. Yeah. All right, and I'm just going to do it to the camera. All right, you ready? All right. Do it to the camera. One, two, happy birthday! <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> now, now my office smells like bombs are going off, and she heard a fizz. Oh wow! Yeah. Now I've got oh, stuff all, all over my computer. It was. It's definitely. It's worth. Nine years is worth more than a fizz, but let's just say <laughs> that a party fizzer is good enough. <laughs> That's when we get to at nine years. It's like, oh, look, there's a little fizz. It's okay. Oh, dear. Oh, I know, right? Anyway, absolutely hilarious. It's, uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm right, picking right, up. I'm picking up the. Enjoy I'm picking up the stuff. dregs of the celebrations off my floor the here. Kids do that. Okay. Know. Dad, what, what are you doing? One? What are you Dad. doing? <laughs> That's what we going on. Hey, there's been some uh, big stuff happening lately, giving us a lot of perspective on things, hasn't there, PC? And that's what we want to talk about today because um, obviously longevity is about exploration. Longevity is all about experiencing and um, an acknowledgement of those experiences and lessons and all that sort of stuff. Actually, after golf today, we were talking about longevity and one guy had his perspective and most certainly he thought he was right and another guy had his perspective he didn't think he was right, which is cool, but it was just really nice to kind of just listen to other people's ideas around longevity. What's 
what's true, what's not. You know, why do people live a long time? The people who got the closest said that there was the least amount of stress. So that was uh, that was pretty interesting too. So, um, you know, let's uh, let's have this little chat today, Pierce, and celebrate nine years. I have learned a lot in nine years. I have to tell you, I definitely am wiser as I'm older. Um, and I know I can't imagine. I mean, I I, I couldn't imagine that <laughs> iPhones and phones could get any better than what they did when the BlackBerry came out. I, c- I can't believe it. You know, how do they get any better than a BlackBerry? But uh, they did. So imagine what we're going to be talking about and what we will know in nine years' time, what we reflect on um, after 18 years of podcasting, why not our? Oh, absolutely. And uh, that the BlackBerries are now dumb phones. But, yes, there has been a lot happening since we last recorded. And uh, a national icon in Shane Warne has passed away, full of quality of life, didn't achieve quantity of life. So we'll have a conversation about that um, on this episode. Where I live here, I am in Mullumbimby, where I think 70% of my township went underwater. Uh, and we are in the very fortunate 30% um, uh, that, that didn't. And there's a lot of uh, survivor guilt going on in our wider shire uh, because so many of our neighbours and friends are going through an incredible amount of stress. But there's a whole lesson there around community and public spirit, um, and then and then and then beyond our shores, uh, we've got some you know incredibly volatile times happening uh, um, over in uh, Russia and, and, and Ukraine, um, and that also uh, just gives us um, having interviewed so many war survivors over the years here on 100 Not Out allows us, I suppose, the opportunity to talk about just how grateful uh, we can be if we give ourselves that perspective of living where we do. So let's yeah. talk about Warney first, because again, this isn't a, this isn't a sport conversation. We could have that um, another day, but I think um, some people are very surprised at Shane Warne dying at 52. And I, I loved that Ian Healy came out, very courageous of him to come out and go, look, I, I didn't really ever expect Shane Warne to live a long time. He just wasn't that guy. He was the guy that was here for a good time, not a long time, and he lived life on his own terms. And he probably yeah. said yes to everything that he wanted um, yeah. and, and got everything that he wanted. And it's tragic that he's um, died when his kids are still at that, that, that age where um, they're, they're just – Young children, you know. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of sadness. I think that's we all we all understand that. But it does it does. I love um, that Shane Warne had quality of life up until the day he died. I think that's just a conversation that doesn't get had enough. Um, what would you rather, quality of life or quantity of life? If you could only choose one, yeah. I still maintain that. And no half answers. Can't say a bit of both. I still maintain <laughs> that quality of life trumps quantity of life, yeah. no matter how old you are. Yep. No, good. Um, I Well, as you say that, I, I agree. But I, I feel like if I only got 50 years, which is only two more years away from that for me, um, I'd feel a bit ripped off. But well, then it's I, more I, tragic. I just, the younger it is, yeah. the more tragic it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, like, I feel, you know, I feel really bad for Shane. He had such great quality, quality of life, like so many great things happening in his life and he was happy. Um, and doing great things and a great relationship with his children, it seems, and um, and great relationships with his mates, you know, lots of great relationships there. So all of those wonderful things happening in his life, and for it to be, you have to say, cut short. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it appears that he was doing something that could be seen as being healthy. He was doing a juice fast, um, and God knows how many of those you've done, PC. Uh, well, so I'm more counting the cigarettes as someone that smoked heavily well as someone that's smoked i'm you know 
Juice fast aside, and yes, I mean the media. Uh, my, my, I'm so grateful that I do not work in mainstream media anymore, because it goes to the the you know the the journalist who reports the news, and then it goes to the sports journalist who does the 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 valet Shane Warne, and then it goes to the gossip journalist who puts in the the tire massage therapists uh, into the story. And then it goes yeah. to the health journalist who wants to start talking about the juice fast. And I think yeah. that's why I was so grateful that Ian Healy came on and said, look, the guy smoked like a trooper. Um, he loved a drink. Right. He was always – he was if he wasn't on a juice fast, he was smashing junk food. Like yes. let's all love Shane Warne. Put all of that to one side. Let's talk about lifestyle. Like it wasn't a longevity lifestyle that – no. Shane Warne was living in, and I don't think Shane Warne, we're not talking, I don't think I'm talking ill. I think Shane, if Shane Warne was here, he'd be saying 100%, I'm either all on or I'm all off. Yeah. And and love me, love me, uh, take me or leave me like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that he owned that, you know. Yeah, yeah, me too. And so to answer your question from before, I would go long, like length of, I want quantity of life, of years. I want years, years and years and years because, there's so many memories. That's what you take to your grave, I suppose, is, you know, it's those those things that you learn and you can reflect on and, and have memory of. So it's it's the years. I want lots of memories, you know. I'm a bit sentimental like that. So would you rather die slowly than quickly? Ooh, nah. Because then, nah, what? Well, well, so because you're saying you want longevity, you want quantity over quality. <laughs> yeah, but does that mean that I've got to die? I don't think I've got to die slowly. Like, no, no, it does because like, you lose your quality of life because a slow death like like dementia is a perfect example like well, you lose your quality of life well I don't think I don't, I, well I don't think that just because I want to live a long time means I'm going to get a chronic disease mm -mm -mm. no no all so, I'm saying is that you only get to choose one like so yeah. die young die young but have qu quality of life the whole time yeah or die old yeah and have so again in Australia you get seventy two years of quality on average and then eleven of no qual poor quality lowered quality. I'm going to do better than that though. Yeah, we are. We're going to be doing two hundred, not out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I don't want the stats. Like, so I'm not going to live a stats life. That's not the way I'm going to do it. I never have. So I'm not going to be, uh, you know. So definitely, and I agree with Wendy. Quality of life is incredibly important, no doubt about it. It is a hard question. This is why we're asking. But Absolutely. I want Quantity. You want both, and, man. And you I'm want both. Driving for quality. I want. Oh, I, don't, I don't. I want both. Yeah, I, yeah I me too. Wanna, we're we're like, living both. I want to drop off the perch really quick. You know, like I don't want to yeah. get dehydrated to you know to death and given morphine to finish Correct. me off. Like, Correct. I don't want that. That's no good. Which is so. which is the life. I just have a friend who's had that with her dying dad, and for a year or two, when when in her words, he should have been dead, he was kept alive, and he went absolutely psycho, and he's like ripping her neck and yelling expletives because he's just so high on morphine that he's lost his quality of life. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got quantity, so to speak. But I think I just I, – I more than anything, I want to give uh, – it's not Shane Warne permission, but I want to give people the okay that to to have a quality of life yeah. for the long time that you live. If I got hit by a bus tomorrow, yes. I know people are going to be sad that, you know, oh, he died, you know, in the middle of the peak of his life, whatever that is. Bus, I hope you die immediately. Super quick. Super yeah. quick. As like my mum says, stuff a pillow in front of my face. If anyone finds me gasping for air and you know my quality of life is shot, you have permission to stuff a pillow in front of my face. Um, but I think it's really important that people 
own how important quality of life is to them, which is why we say like, you know, which is Icaria is perfect for that. It's known as the island where people forget to die, but those quality of, of life enhances that many of us lose over time like the way that they eat like it's so meaningful they they eat together and they have conversation and they when they come home from work they don't switch on netflix they they catch up with their friends and their family and they have a glass of wine or a limoncello you know and if they limoncello yeah and you know they're smart with their money i've just been talking again in the middle of floodlands up here we're talking about really it would be so good if as a community we actually had these cliques like they do in Ikaria and other cultures where you've got a village of a hundred people and from time to time everyone saves a portion of their money and they pop it into a fund and then when Johnny Bloggs goes through a major life issue like his house gets flooded and he forgot by 48 hours to renew his insurance then you can all go in oh the people that i know that had 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 a car it expired the insurance expired in december they just got busy with christmas and new year and back to school and they were just about to renew and then the floods happened like it's it's heartbreaking how many of these stories telling you earlier about you know people that have done a reno and they finished it on the friday and then it flooded on the monday and they're washed out like all of this stuff but but it just reminds me of what we have learnt so many times over and over again and we'll transition now I suppose into this conversation of community you know yeah. we see in in longevity cultures no matter what part of the world it is how strong how strong community is for a quality of life perspective so you finish work you have a, a sundowner with your friends it's a wonderful thing whether it's kombucha or water or beer or wine or gin it doesn't matter but it's also when times are tough what I've noticed here and I'd love your thoughts on this because I know that you feel very strongly about, you know, human relationships and socializing. Yeah. What people are feeling up here is that over the COVID years, we had some, for want of a better term, pretenders come and visit here because this place seemed like a paradise to escape from the lockdown Melbourne or the lockdown Sydney. So they sold up in Melbourne and they bought here. And now, now they're going through this major challenge where it's almost like, you know what? If they were, particularly if they were renting, I think I'll just go back to Melbourne or Sydney uh, because life just feels a little bit easier there. So there's a feeling amongst the locals here of a purging where there's a, 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 an ill side of that purging where there's locals being displaced from their communities and we're not sure where they're going to live. But there's also a purging of people going, you know what, this is too hard basket. This subtropical climate's not for me. I never experienced a flood in my 30 or 40 years and now... This has happened, and oh, it's just—it's all a bit too hard. I think I'll go back to um, wherever I wherever I was living earlier. And it, from what what the, the conversation—I know I'm banging on here, so pardon me for a moment. But what what a lot of people are saying here is that this flood has actually made those that love living here and the people that we love and the friends that we have—we are even more committed to living here because of the hardship that we're going through. And that, for me, is a massive reminder that you must love where you live if all you want to do at times like this is help people, help your neighbors, bake, cook, clean, dig out mud, whatever it is that you're doing because that's what community is meant to feel like and that's what we see in Ikaria with the panagetis and the saving money for hardships and all the rest of it. Oh, oh no, sorry. That was that big. I got question. all that out. <laughs> that, that wasn't a question. That, that it was, was, but it turned into a expression of the last few days of many conversations. Yes. I'm glad you got all that out, because <laughs> this is therapy. There's the, 
Yeah, and so we might get a few of those pretenders back that you call um, pretenders that uh, they might come back here. But I know a lot of people moved to your area um, for a better life. And I suspect that many of those people that moved to your area, to your community for a better life, will stick it out uh, because they're that type of person. So I don't think that um, there's a heap of pretenders. There will be pretenders. There's no doubt about it. But there's pretenders in everything, you know, whether they be, you know, all of a sudden they love, you know, cricket because – you know, it's in the news or all of a sudden they, you know, the experts in the tennis because it's, you know, the Australian Open's on or whatever, you know, they, they're pretenders too. So they go where the sun shines and that's cool. But I think if people desire to be part of a community, then open, open your arms, you know, let them be there um, and try not to, I mean, it's it sounds to me a little bit harsh that there's this tiny little community uh, up in your area that, would see people that have tried to join your community um, as pretenders. Um, oh, I think cause... more than I'm not saying it. You know, it doesn't mean sorry. It doesn't mean to be sound harsh. It's more like you know when we go to Ikaria, and it's and and Thayer, I always remember this. She's like Ikaria either um, sucks you in or spits you out, and we can't predict yeah. which it is. The uh, but the examples are that someone from France who really is a want a better term a wine snob but they love their wine they'll come to Ikaria and it spits them out because the wine tastes like red wine vinegar uh, it takes yeah. it takes so long to be served at the table and you know we often laugh about coffee or you know all of that stuff but but we often talk about that as well it might be hard for the first couple of days but then you kind of get sucked in by it because it ends up being relaxing and it's you know it's it's island time and and all of those things so i think when i say pretenders i think what i'm saying is the people that are like you know what it's not that they're bad people it's that they realize that when times get tough some people don't want to necessarily go through the same tough times as others and i think that's the biggest and that's not a that's not a good bad right wrong even just looking around some people some people don't want to help because maybe it's just all a bit too scary. It's all a bit too hard. I'm just going to stay inside. Whereas other people have gone ballistic and gone and just 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 done whatever they can to go and to go and help. So I think more than anything, what I'm saying, and again, this is someone that's just been doing what we're doing for the last week or so, is it's really interesting as a community, and we talk about this with in the sense of diversity, how people respond under stress. Some people freeze, some people fight, some people fly away. Um, and, and there is the conversation of, of, well, it's not a bad thing that the people that are, that are leaving, it's not, a, it's not a bad thing because this maybe wasn't their home anyway. Maybe the, the home that they thought this was was not really it because right now this place isn't a paradise. Um, so you don't want to come up here for a holiday um, and you don't want to come up here thinking it's the most um, idyllic place because... Uh, it's like bad things can happen to good people. Bad things can happen in in idyllic places. So I think that's more just some of the feels on the street. But I'm digressing. I don't want this to be about about that. I'm more just talking about the power of community when when times when times are tough. That was really my main message on this. Yeah, yeah, and the, you know, I, I, you you go back to the longevity cultures, and they have that powerful sense of community, which you were you know alluding to, and uh, and, and I agree. But the powerful sense of community, I think, is also one that's embracing, you know, in both, you know, celebration and challenge. And so, you know, I hope everybody who's in these uh, in these communities around the world that are experiencing challenge at the moment, they, you know, I, I consider Poland, I look at Poland and how they're embracing the Ukrainian refugees and saying, come on in, come on, 
come on in, we'll look after you. It's tough out there. Come come to us, we'll look after you. I love that. Um, I'd love that too to be the case in northern New South Wales and in Brisbane, in Sydney, obviously they're going through some stuff as well. So hopefully communities rally not only for the people inside the community but for people outside of the community looking to come into the community um, and open their arms. I think that's a, a really important thing because that is longevity. That's what it's all about. And I think that's part of what we've lost um, over the last couple of years is that sense of community. You know, it's been very much about survival of the fittest. You know, the Darwinian theory um, of, you know, the, well, you know, I, I te- I'm going to go get a test and so I'm not going to go into work and, so now the government can pay me 750 bucks because I went and got a test um, and stuff it, you know, whoever that affects. I, I don't really care. That kind of selfishness again crept in because there was that driver. So, you know, I think maybe the planet, Mother Earth, is telling us to kind of rally around each other and mm-hmm. to support each other again. So I think Absolutely. this is a really great, you know, period of time for us to kind of just get back in touch with with people, our loved ones, friends, family, and uh, and and build our community structure and fabric again. I think, you know, this is part part of what's going on right now. And uh, and the other kind of you know, joke around here is that no one's talking about COVID anymore. Everyone's <laughs> talking about help thy neighbour, regardless yeah. of your views on the world. Uh, people are just helping their neighbours, and and I've loved hearing some people talk about how they'd have neighbours they wouldn't get along with, but in the floods. They would be all helping each other, regardless of whether they liked each other or not or agreed with each other. It yeah. was a whole different level of support when people's lives were at stake and they were flooded in their houses and all the rest of it. I just loved hearing people talk about um, those moments. So, yeah, so um, you, you mentioned Russia um, and I just think, you know, it would be remiss of us not to just touch on it for a minute and I think a lot of people have had a, a tough time over the last couple of years um, talking about living in Australia, but I'm not sure what you think, but I think it's incredibly poignant that at a time like this, even though there's a lot happening in Australia, I still call it the lucky country. I still feel like we won the lottery being uh, born and raised um, and, and living right now in Australia, regardless of what people think about politics and natural disasters and COVID policies and all the rest of it. Um Gee whiz, I'm glad we're, we're living where we live right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely, we're such a rich country and, you know, we're very blessed with our environment, you know, infrastructure, um, that we're a long way removed from conflict. Um, and, uh, and, you know, for all the warts that people might be seeing at the moment with our leaders, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, they're doing a reasonable enough job that we can put food on the table, um, go to sleep at night, stay warm, um, and and life's you know generally pretty good and the footy starts in a, well, a week's time so you know how good's Australia right now? It's unbelievable! It doesn't get any better than this. Come on, the Tigers! You're the Tiger. Um, but let me just say, PC, um, we are very lucky to be in Australia, and we're lucky to be Australians. You know, at the end of the day, and you know this comes back to that whole sense of community thing. You know, as we welcome refugees into Australia, as we welcome you know what used to be called the boat people. We welcome, you know, uh, other people from other communities into our community. It's really important to, you know, just reflect on how we would feel if we had to leave our country and go somewhere else. So, oh, exactly right. And that's that's. Yeah. And I think those countries that neighbour Ukraine at the moment that are taking in refugees. Yeah. I think it's just it's just remarkable, incredible, beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, nine years in. Many, many years to go, at least another nine, maybe another 99. Uh, we'll get to 150, you and I, won't we? 
Yeah, uh, surely. Well, yeah, if I play golf the way I did today, probably not. But I'll tell you a <laughs> sub that I'd love to. If I'm still playing golf at 100, I'll be wrapped. You will be. You will be the oldest active golfer going around, I have no doubt. Um, whoever takes over 100 not out from us interviews me when I get to 100. That'll be cool. Oh, well, maybe that might be the handover episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will that be? Jackson will be like, uh, oh, it'll be. Six, 70 something. Maybe 74. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll hand it down to our children, Damo. Um, all one of our wonderful listeners, uh, we thank you guys so much for all of your support over these nine years. I can't believe yeah. it. We launched in 2013. Unbelievable. Uh, we cannot wait to do a lot more of this over the coming years with you on 100 Not Out. We cannot wait to travel again and run longevity experiences with you again and connect with you meaningfully in the flesh. Um, but more than anything, we just thank you for your support of our message over the years and we look forward to sharing more of this uh, 100 Not Out lifestyle with you over the years to come. Uh, to Joseph Tomo, our wonderful editor, uh, thank you for getting this uh, podcast up and out there every Monday morning. Uh, for more on Damo, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.